Hi, love. Hi, Welcome yeah. to this episode of Why Aren't Now. It's been a very long time since I've released an episode. I know I've been in my feelings. I'm out of those and I'm back into reality. So today I am in the studio with the Norris sisters. Hey. <laughs> so Ella, first, you've already been on the podcast, but I've not brought you to the studio yet, have I? Nice. So welcome. Luxury. Yeah, man. Luxury. <laughs> I'm Luxury. all the way up. <laughs> Step up from the dining table, I have to say. It's very nice. Thank you. Right. So yeah. you are a black owned business, Luby Lashes, and yeah, you also all do things beauty is Ella. A bit of you, freelance yeah, makeup also. Yeah. And in between that, you're also busy being a bad bitch. Just, so floating about doing me, do you know what I mean? Welcome to Studio Babe. Welcome to Why Out Now, episode <laughs> 17. Hello. And then we have the other one. <laughs> Lexi, welcome to the first time. The ugly Norris sister. <laughs> No, there's no bully that. There's no second that. The there's just silence that ensued after that comment. I'll just sip my tea. tea. So, Lexi, welcome to the studio anyway. Thanks for having me. You want to give us a brief background of you? Sure. Uh, law student, crusty law student, crusty historian. Just really. Just Why are you crusty there? Because it's just crusty and dry and what old. Is? Law and history. It's not really that interesting, is so it? So, why did you choose it? Because what else is that going to do? You know, be, be a hoe. Only fun to top. No, yeah, law student going on like the barrister route. So we'll see how that goes. But other than that, I have no other interests because it's consumed. Everything. By that, yeah. fair so enough. It's really crusty. But you're succeeding. You know, you're doing things, you're making powerful women movements, which is absolutely amazing to see. Okay. So well done to you because you Jeez. just got selected by yeah. the school to take part in in this moot. <laughs> what is, what's that? Basically, a moot is like a court simulation. So like you pretend to be like a barrister or a, or a solicitor and arbitration. Clicks, 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 clicks. But no, it was really funny. I went up against Germany and they were like sitting there. Like, you know, you virtually you just have like your camera in front of you and you just speak to your camera. Oh, you've done it? Yeah, I've done some parts. It's like pr called pre-moots. Mm -hmm. And they were sitting and they had like five bundles. They were like this. And with like the camera, like really far back the table, their coach was behind the screen oh, and they were so aggressive. Really serious. Yeah, and then That's we went sick. against LA and then they started talking about Marie Antoinette and we were like, why are you talking about guillotines and Marie Antoinette in, <laughs> a, in a court yeah, it's really wild. It's really interesting. But yeah, that's about it. That is it. So this episode, we are going to be speaking about the Meghan Markle interview, the Piers Morgan reactions, and also women's safety in the world. So do you want to drop the theme tune? Yes, yeah, drop it down. Um, pronoun check. Els, what are your pronouns? I am she, her. Lexi, and your pronouns are? She, her, darling. We've all watched the Meghan Markle interview, haven't we? Yes. Yes, Ella's only just watched it, yeah. <laughs> she is out. a black woman, yes. Yes. <laughs> Summarise your feelings, your opinions on this for me. I watched it when it came out online from CBS at 3am. And I was just loving it. I was screaming because I was like, this is so, the most scandalous thing. In it. Oh, I, I love the tea, the drama. Yeah. Like since Diana's mm -hmm. interview, mm -hmm. I was sure. I've not actually seen Diana's interview. Neither. I've only seen clips. Oh, I mean, yeah. I've, still, I've seen it years ago. But I couldn't tell you. But no, no. The, the worst part was the passport bit. Like when they took her passport, her keys. That was literally taken. I was that like, remind me of taken. <laughs> not even lying. <laughs> I wish she was shook. Like she was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go and marry a prince. Yeah, for reals. She's gonna love me. Next minute, passport's gone." And Damn she's like, man. Oh, man. Oh. 
your freedom has been stripped. Mm-hmm. It's like the money is your human not buying you. Have- yeah, <laughs> literally. In the place it's just supposed to like uphold democracy and the rule of law and shit. Like I couldn't believe it. But oh. people was like literally so pressed on the bit when she was saying like, oh, I never googled anything about the royal yeah. family and all this. And it's like she also said throughout the interview. She was never trained or never explained on to mm-hmm. like how to behave. So even if she was to Google anything for the royal family, what are you going to read online? Yeah, just which I thought was, yeah. It's like she didn't know princess. how to. Wild. She didn't know how to curtsy or, like or anything. Yeah. Surely that's just like one of us. First, yeah, the first thing you might learn because if you have to bow every time you see a certain person mm-hmm. or something, surely. And there's different types <laughs> that you do as well. Yeah, for different, different people and, and like deepness in the curtsy yeah. and this yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when there was in the car, I remember Megan saying, there was in a car on the way to meet the queen or something. No, he was like, oh, do you want to meet my grandma? Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, do you know how to curtsy? He's like, why would you ask that just before? Like, would like, you not have covered that? Yeah. Like, like I've seen it in a film. And she was like, it's, she's like, yeah, but it's your grandma. And he's like, no, but it's the queen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of cool, actually. He's like, you still have to bow to my grandma. Bow down, but you got to throw in there. You would expect maybe that should do like elocution classes or yeah. crash classes and things yeah. like that and obviously that never really happened because <laughs> yeah kate it looked really seamless and easy for her yeah but it, there's also no one in the royal family that's ever been a person of color as well yeah, which yeah, differs yeah. It as well. and obviously yeah. him growing up in that environment he also said that he was very unaware mm. of what was going on around him he didn't mm. see those things happening yeah. until it took someone of color to come into his life to obviously clearly say this is happening you can clearly see the me- media is treating me completely different mm. which is also another issue because it's like Obviously, there needs to be like stricter laws in terms of what the media can and can't say. Like, how many times do people need to literally like take their own life yeah. because of the effects of media before things actually change? Mm. It was so heartbreaking to see mm. someone be broken down so much that they wanted to take their own life. Yeah. And also down, it was the reasons was that was obviously because of racism. Mm. Um, and then mental health was obviously like a serious thing as well. And for me, there was people doubt straight away. And this is what an issue as well. Like, rape allegations, people just doubt the victim automatically. Yeah. You know, I was reading a statistic and it was like 2% of rape claims are lies. So that means like 98% of rape claims are truth and only 1% of those rape claims then lead to a conviction. Mm-hmm. Can you second that? Yeah, it is yeah. 1% is yeah. a conviction, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 1%? 1%? Are you yes. mad? Because the issue, 1%. so with the criminal justice system, the issue is with rape claims, they rely on most of that mobile evidence. Yeah, like, you need stuff physical like that. something. But there's a delay yeah. with the people who do mobile evidence, budget cuts, obviously the criminal justice system had a backlog pre-COVID mm-hmm. of like, 40,000 cases um, in the Crown backlogged. Court. Backlog pre-COVID. And this went up now, I think it's like 56,000. Yeah, because people just trapped. And then they just keep underfunding it. You know, barristers get paid then less than baristas <laughs> in the criminal justice. I'm not joking. What? Yeah. So I'm spending like, I've spent five years in school so far. And then I'm going to do another year of the bar course. The costs I've incurred are like nearly six figures to get there. Then you've oh. got to apply for pupillage. And then your pupillage can be like 19K. Oh, that's like when you do your like, it's like a vocational, you're trained like an apprenticeship to become mm-hmm. a barrister. So you shadow barristers in your first six months. And then your second six months, you actually do cases. And then after that, then you become a barrister. They get paid next to nothing. Like some of them, they used to be 16K and the Bar Sanders board was like, I'm sorry, you can't pay these people. That is a that joke. Low. Yeah. And that then actual I shadowed a barrister of like a 13 years call, which is like 13 years of being a barrister. And he was like, oh, sick. Like that day went great. I made 40 quid. Because his case was like adjourned and it was like 40 pounds. I made more at Charlotte Tilbury, so putting makeup on other people's faces. Yeah. Mm. And like it, you think about it, and it's like, 
it's all it's so far removed from other people but if you're in the criminal justice system something's happened to you waiting a year for your case to even start with evidence taking and then even longer for your case to be heard is so bad and then people don't realize that until it happens to them that the cuts to the criminal justice system are a joke like it's a joke and it's been that further so exasperated. Honestly, by I did COVID. not realize it. No, was I didn't no it's terrible. Yeah. Like I could, I could write a dissertation about how bad it is. <laughs> Probably have. Get, uh, <laughs> get learning your coffee beans and how to make yeah. an iced coffee, girl. Because, <laughs> whoa. Oh no, I'm not going into crime. I could not. You is, can't live on it. You can't. Mm. No, it's that when you're doing an apprenticeship or an internship. Like sometimes it's unpaid or it's minimum wage in mm. London. Yeah. Hey. How are you supposed to live through how? your internship? How? Even if you don't live at home. Yeah. The fav- oh, you've saved. Yeah. My favourite is the United Nations. They do mm-hmm. internships like in New York and Oslo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Three months unpaid. So the people that are supposed to be enforcing human rights don't pay people their human rights to get Basic paid. Basic human rights to and get paid. like, what's going on here? At. So yeah, it's just a joke from all levels. Law is just, is just different. That's but why I became so. a makeup artist. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to the Meghan Markle interview. So for me, from that interview and people's reactions, I am literally just like tired of racism. Obviously, I was tied it before that. I mean, to yeah. the point where I'm like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Like, if it's my mom, my best friend, my cousin, a colleague, if you're racist, I'm actually cutting you off. Like, yeah. I'm actually so yeah. done with it. I actually cannot be asked anymore. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute joke. Oh, my God. Open that fucking door now. Nah, no, fuck this. I'm out of here. Get that fire exit door. I'm off. And for me, there's nothing, there's not one thing to mock out of that interview. Mm-hmm. People, even people want to sit there and say, like, the royal family is not racist. For starters, she didn't actually specifically say the royal family is, is racist. racist. Yeah. She was just saying racist remarks was men, and it was mm-hmm. primarily from the institution and the monarchy. She mm-hmm. defended the Queen plenty of times. So mm-hmm. much, yeah. Yeah, for people, who was it? Turning, someone turned around and said, like, how dare she speak about the Queen right now when the Queen is literally going through something with... Philip, Philip mm. nearly on his deathbed. Although someone said to me, "I'm sorry, Philip survived like Holocaust, nuclear war, Korean War, Vietnam War." I think he's fine to handle an interview. Yeah, yeah and I'm sorry, but racism doesn't pick and choose yeah, exactly. when it comes up or mm. not. Racism is racism. Someone's actually said to me, "Philip is actually dead. He died last year on the 25th of March." Ooh. This is this. This is this. Right? He said, "I love conspiracy, 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 conspiracy." conspiracy. I can't keep it a secret. She told me not to tell anybody. What's up? What's up for now? Oh, great. David is dead. David? Yes. David? David? Yes! She said he just died and I can't hold this in by myself. No! Rewind. (laughs) He said, (laughs) Philip died on the 25th of March last year, but the Queen didn't want to announce it because there was too much going on. Mm. So they said, watch, if if Philip is announced that he dies on the 25th of March this year, then... He actually died last year. And I was thinking, this actually would be a perfect time to say Philip died yeah. because of the stress and everything. Absolutely. Of obviously the interview. So just putting that out there. Mm. Just saying. They might hear this podcast now and not announce it on the 25th. foiled our plan. I'm assuming. I'm assassinated or a die. I did not die willingly yeah. or anything like that. Just an FYI. Please look into my case. Have you seen that thing where there's this culture, I don't know where, um, but they whip, pull out the dead, they undig them and bring them out and parade them around. And someone said they what? did that with Philip. <laughs> <laughs> In that Range Rover, just cruising yeah. them around yeah. London. Yeah. With those bloodshot eyes. <laughs> <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> My Lord. Oh, but um, obviously for me, what the biggest shock was as well, like Meghan Markle is a very light-skinned woman to the point hmm. where if no one told me she was actually that like, is what race, I was saying to my mom. Yeah, I would never have actually questioned it. Yeah. So obviously as two black women who darker skinned than Meghan Markle, 
how do you feel in terms of like how it's been received and also like your experiences within racism um actually i'm on the opposite end of the spectrum so i think like within law because it's trying to diversify so badly my race has actually helped me get opportunities so i <laughs> i would mess with barristers who are like of color they're not many mm. and i'd be like oh you know it's amazing that you're there i'd love to shadow you whatever um but i think like after the interview i kind of changed my perception completely because i was traumatized after black lives matter last summer mm-hmm. and doing that amongst studying and i was like you know i'm actually not going to take this on like as of right now it doesn't actually impact my day-to-day and if i take this on what doesn't like the racism i'm in my room <laughs> oh you don't studying. physically what do you mean you're not going to take it on like, like as, as, gonna, like, affect you. yeah so okay. basically i think what doesn't help black people is by thinking about how there's so many things to stop us and hold us back so like you've got like sayings like you've got to work twice as hard for for someone that who only has to work like normally like mm-hmm. to get the same thing as them and it's like i'm trying to move away from these like troubling not stereotypes but troubling perceptions because the only thing it does is going to hinder me back and i think I don't want to take it on, but obviously it's really important to know about as well. So like Megan's experiences were nothing new to me, but I was like, I'm not even mm-hmm. going to focus on it. I'm not going to read anything about it because the only person's psyche and morale it's going to hurt is mine. And right now I need to keep propelling forward. Like I'm trying yeah. to enter this career that is mm-hmm. like labeled as stale, pale and male. Like if I keep thinking, oh, I'm black, <laughs> well, that's I'm a good saying. Yeah. Yeah. Stale, yeah. pale and male. Yeah. Like if that. I keep thinking like, oh, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black. Like they're going to think of me in this way. Mm. It just holds me back. And I think it's really important to like, know these things are happening educate others but don't like take it on where you're being held back from someone else's experiences yeah. like it's that's me it's really important um but it was just shocking like but not shocking everything yeah said, exactly, I was, exactly i was just like yeah. but not <laughs> surprised at all like yeah i mean obviously all. the main the shocking thing was when she literally said that statement of like people was concerned about the color of what the, the baby's baby. skin but was philip is be. purple and you're worried about <laughs> <laughs> like, are you joking <laughs> <laughs> and then boy george said sadly megan wasn't prepared to tell us who made these alleged comments about archie's skin color i believe she has a responsibility to tell us shame on oprah for not pushing it more it's a huge accusation and i don't think she owes us anything i don't think so i think she told us she told us fucking everything she told she us just a lot didn't but give... didn't tell us a lot at the same yeah time. she just think didn't give no. us names which would then become maybe slander and other things so yeah. she's done it in a clever way to, to say what she needs to say without cutting the ties off yeah. for Harry as or well. Or having like horrendous repercussions yeah, and it all becoming messy. Yeah, and you don't want to take down the water key. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That was yeah, her we aim. Do. <laughs> we do. We do. I don't think that was her aim though, was it? Yeah. It was just to speak no. her truth and make sure everyone knows she's not this huge monster. Because actually, she's done nothing. She's done she's absolutely done nothing, nothing wrong. The she's just living and breathing, day. yeah. Yeah, she's done nothing. She just lived as a black woman that yeah. obviously was in a relationship that had ended up being into the royal family, mm-hmm. which was obviously toxic and damaging. Mm-hmm. Black women are literally at the bottom of like the respect hierarchy. Mm-hmm. You know what's really interesting? It was like Caroline Flack's friends commented on Piers' photo, like, oh, we stand with you, Piers, and everything. What? I never and I was saw like, that what is going on? Fuck? Yeah, I saw on Twitter, it was like a screenshot, and oh. it was like they commented, like, oh, we stand with you, Piers. Hello, you can. I need to get on Twitter, because oh I need the tease God. on Your Twitter. Your friend literally passed away because of media vitriol. We stand with you. Why? Do you know what? You can have these thoughts, but just don't. But then the Twitter them. was completely different as well, so it was just. Ridiculous. 
let's speak about Piers Morgan because obviously oh, this is a face. massive thing that then was off the back of that, which I, he angers me anyway. Yeah. Like, I don't know how he had his job for as long as he did. I do. Not going to lie. Strange like, guy. I appreciated when he would speak to politicians and he'd mm-hmm. be very direct and he'd keep asking the same question over and over again. But there was times when he would speak to certain people like, you know, Monroe, who is a trans activist. Monroe, yeah. And she was on there twice. And each time he was literally just speaking over her and constant mm. constant constant and then obviously she was speaking about pronouns and like obviously yeah how pronouns are important and it's like oh well i want to be called like a penguin yeah mm. some stupid statement yeah. like that and it's like you're just not really listening it's like he does if it, if he doesn't agree with it it, it's, it it's sense. not valid it doesn't argument. matter yeah I you just change the opposite it argument with Piers, though, because basically he knows that if he reacts like that that's what ratings so i kind of think like with these prolific people of being like and anti-woke they do it because they know that it's going to generate rating. You're like Kate Hopkins. Precisely, yeah. So he thinks rather than being understanding, understanding's boring, understanding's not ratings, understanding's not TV. For, you know those articles where someone will say But it also like, is. Yeah. But it also is TV. Yeah. Yeah, but it's but just me- not high, the high numbers that they want. So but then yeah, again, but actually, if they did speak the truth every single day, they would have the complaints of the white supremacy yeah so they would still get the views but for instance so after the interview of Meghan Markle nice yeah yeah, great (laughs) good morning Britain had the most uh, breakfast views out of everyone like they beat BBC breakfast because they know Piers was going to go on there Mm -hmm. and be horrible like that is precise what people wanted they want to know what he was going to say and it's kind of like you know when schools wanted to make it more gender neutral to be like um, just guardians or parents or something I can't remember what they were going to do right there was like a conversation about that, but sort of reforming it to make it just more gender neutral. Mm-hmm. And then what they did instead was like woke transgender oh. or like people want to change. <laughs> they just wrote a paragraph. But the like thing dear. is, they, they know it's going to produce Bloody the hell. clicks, the outrage, yeah. and that's what generates the money. So like, that's what I also think about Piers is that he's doing it because he knows it brings in more money. But then, so you're also saying maybe it's also the producer's fault because yeah. they're also not stopping it. Yeah. And they're also pushing for this because they know it's... So maybe we also need to start holding the producers yeah, cool. behind yeah. the scenes because they also pick and choose also what airs mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, and it's really damaging. They as will well. have a conversation of what points they're going to hit before they go on the set. But it's mm-hmm. not like they have no idea what he's going to say before he says it. Yeah. So, and they know who he is as a person. So he's a dickhead. They yeah. can't act naively and just sit there and be like, "Oh yeah, we had no hand in this." Mm-hmm. He literally, and obviously, like when it's all been brought back up as well, that obviously he went on a date with her. Mm. Well, but then someone else said, "Wait, so." He actually asked Meghan Markle on a date when he's got a wife. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's exactly. what I thought yeah. as we well. We also want to look into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you've got people like Mark Wright. Who, oh my God, what Mark Wright. Who Mark Wright did? He's so like, <laughs> right, Mark Wright. Oh, for God's sake. I love sake. a bit of a tweet. Mark Right. Joking. I absolutely don't. tweeted, Piers Morgan is a man with an opinion. Right or wrong, he has one. I wouldn't dare say if I agree or disagree with his opinions over the years, as I may be crucified, but ultimately, unlike others, Piers has one, an opinion he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Today has proven you can, it will cost you. So let's all continue to be vanilla and agree with everything we should agree with and not what we want to. A great loss to Good Morning Britain. Love or, love him or hate him. Along with Susanna Reid, he made that show what it is. Without those two together at the helm, I'm not sure of its future. Um, I think the show oh, existed Mark. before that, Mike. But, I, you know, I couldn't exist without Mark Wright's opinion. Yeah, like, what the my hell? I didn't know what to think it. before that. Thanks um, for really helping yeah, me. Look at my teacher, Mark Wright. You know that. Yeah. Do Lots a TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was oh, like, God. Mark Wright, you're just a waste man. Absolute waste man. Like, the way that you treated women in the past is absolutely horrible. What even existed. Let's Remember, real, like, right. when Tawi first started, yeah. how you actually just, like, disrespect all the women on there. Every yeah, single one. it was horrible. Along with that Mario, whatever, Mario... Heartthrob. Falcon. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But, like... 
the thing about having this opinion freedom of speech thing there's such thing as an opinion you mm-hmm. can have an opinion mm-hmm. and you do have freedom of speech but there's an issue when your opinion is damaging mm-hmm. if you're saying that you don't believe someone's mental health issues especially the pandemic if people's mental health has been so fragile mm-hmm. going on national tv and saying you don't believe someone when that's the problem with people who have attempted suicide in the past are terrified mm-hmm. that no one's going to believe them or make fun of them and you precisely do that that's not an opinion that's damaging bizarre thing to say especially in this day and age where there is so much like we can learn about mental health we it's so much more spoken about and everyone knows about it realistically especially someone like him who is so educated or whatever how can you sit there and go i don't believe her okay whatever you can think that but how the fuck do you get off saying that to millions of people who are probably already thinking it Mm. but now you've said it as someone in a powerful position it's so annoying because like black women are literally at the bottom of like the respect hierarchy Mm. you know you're a woman and then you're black as well so Mm. you literally got double the i don't want to say like downfalls i just think we can learn so much from black women especially in terms Mm. of like how we can better their lives and to ultimately just shut down someone so fast like he did i think is absolutely just so heartless Mm. like this is a woman that was literally pushed to the brink of suicide. Yeah. Like, is any, like, take the and pregnant as well. out of that. And yeah. then put, that and to put on, like, all of her glitz and glamour and go out and smile in front of everyone and pretend that like everything's mm-hmm. okay. Like, with the world on her shoulders. I think it's, it's fine to say I don't like her, but I just think, yeah. just don't open your mouth. That's why he got, I th- he was fired. He did not quit. That, I submitted an off-common complaint because I was like, this is not on, t- I just submitted it for the suicide thing because I was like, this is so damaging for those who are struggling to speak up right now about their mental health. Yeah, because that actually would have helped a lot of people to yeah, be like, like, oh, yeah. she said it so I can feel free to exactly. tell my truth. And then you just did the complete opposite. And then he said that, so then it's probably made that person go, oh, maybe I am making it up in my own head. Maybe I, I'm not as mentally ill or suicidal or whatever as I thought. Maybe I'm just fabricating mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You know, I, I love how she spoke. Everything was like to the point. It was slow mm-hmm. and concise. She wasn't slagging anyone off. No. She wasn't trying to damage someone else to make her seem better and above people in the situation. It was just to the point and like pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I think like what a blessing is for you too as well. Like you're raised by a like strong black woman. Yeah. I think that helps. Mm. I think if you was raised by a white woman, it might be a little bit different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We grew up essentially black. Like yeah. everything we did was black in quotation marks. Yeah. Yeah, like, like my grandparents, my yeah. grandma raised us as well as cousins and, my, and our mum. Well, yeah. yeah. Everything we did was black. There is like a, like a disparity between white mums with mixed children versus black mums with mixed children mm-hmm. like you firstly do you look different as well like they do you always are different their hair's lighter bit uh it's different texture but there is like difference in how they're raised and you can always tell but yeah. i can literally just say i feel like i missed out on like yeah, just my cultural, heritage and my culture yeah. and things like that because i was raised by my white mum and mm. my white side of the family i never yeah. had a relationship with my black dad mm. so that was obviously like something that missed out on me like there's parts of me that if I had education, because obviously in the education system as well, there was nothing celebrating like black culture and black history mm. in my school, especially. Mm. It might have been different for you if there was more like ethnic people at your school. But for me, that wasn't there. There's <laughs> none. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I missed out on a bit and it's took me to be around like black friends and my black family members to kind of understand that a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm not like condemning my mum about that it no, it's not her fault you know? she raised it's, you how she knew how to raise yeah, you it, that but, it. yeah i'm just sort of saying yeah. that there is that you that even it's so, so weird because you're the exact same mix if it was the other way around but there mm-hmm. is like a, there is a difference in having a black mum and like i think that's why megan is so yeah. like 
I think that's probably why she was so aware of her blackness is because she's probably got that black mum influence as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just do want to say though, I feel like as a, if you're a white parent to a mixed child, you owe them the responsibility to educate them yeah. about their heritage and the culture. Exactly. And I just want to put that out there. No, I was going to say, one thing I will say is that there needs to be a discussion and research into racism within mixed race families. Because, oh, so true. Yeah, because I've seen loads of cases. This was a discussion following Megan's interview, actually. This yeah. is what you was talking about, how it's opened so many different discussions following it. And like, my, you know, my mum saying this or my dad saying that or my mm, cousin mm, saying, mm. you know, this comment and it really upset me. Or like, oh, why is your hair like that? And it's like... There does need to be some research into the mm-hmm. race. It just makes you prevalent. wonder, like, what is the parents? Like, so it would be like the person's brother or sister, like mum or dad's brother and sister. What are they saying to their kids? Yeah, to make the kids then question things like your hair texture. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, your, or, or, or Prince like, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dark is the baby. <laughs> Racism's tall. Like, I mean, you don't, you're not born racist. It's yeah, just, it just makes you wonder what's being said because kids are kids. They don't know literally anything other than what they see and do yeah. mm-hmm. here. So. Strange. Production in your own environment yeah. at the end of the day, isn't it? Yep. So I came across on Twitter and it said, International Women's Day, yay women. So the caption is, <laughs> open that San Pellegrino. Um, seven days in the life of women everywhere. And it's got nine pictures of all the instances that have happened in the past week. So say we start the week yeah. off at I, IWD. So it's like, yay, women, celebrate women in the workplace, women, mm. women, women. Very like superficial. Which everyone was quick enough to jump on. Yeah. All the companies was quick enough to jump on the back of this. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And every, Use my yeah. 20% off discount code. Yeah. yeah. To celebrate women. To celebrate all the women. <laughs> women 20. Yeah. And then like the next day or <laughs> women 20. I did a giveaway, actually. <laughs> that was fucking you. Day. I pointed out that was fucking you did that for you. I didn't. <laughs> I actually gave away instead of taking okay. away from my customers. True, like, true. She gave black owned <laughs> business. Right, so we started with international women. Day. Yep, <laughs> and then we have a picture of Meghan Markle, and it, the caption is "Women Lie for Attention." So next to Meghan, we have a picture of Sarah Everard. Oh my gosh, who, so much has happened in a week. Yeah, I actually can't believe this. Yeah, well, I can actually. So we see Sarah Everard was like, we don't know for certain if it was a police officer, but obviously all evidence is pointed towards no, a we police do. officer. He's been arrested and charged. Yeah, he's been charged, but you know you have to have oh. trials. You can't be like, yeah, he did it. You know, lawyer and me has to be like, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, then we have a picture of Laverne Cox. I think, was she having a discussion about trans know. rights? Well, she's in the, the college, but I've been hearing about you can't like celebrate International Women's Day without celebrating trans rights, trans women's rights and stuff like that. Because okay. obviously they are a woman. And then after yeah. that, with the discussions of Sarah Everard, you've got the not all men movement. I don't believe that happens to all women. That statistic that 97% of all women have been sexually assaulted has it also came out and men were like, mm-hmm. that's not true. I don't believe that. That's impossible. How can you not believe something so, that's a fucking fact? This, this is what is wrong with society. Like someone says something and they're like, no, sorry, yeah. I don't believe oh, okay. that. Doubt straight away. That's what what I will say about the 97% statistic is that someone in the police or someone was a discussion that they said that if all these instances were prosecuted, the criminal justice system would collapse. So it's like it proves that these are actual crimes being committed, but they can't even be reported or taken seriously because we don't have the resources. So I think that's why people think, you know, it's not true. I haven't been to prison for yeah. touching that girl's bum in the club. Like every woman has been sexually assaulted. I've been sexually so assaulted wait, bare times. The hashtag not all men. Why the fuck was that trend? I don't want to see. <laughs> what do you think about it's like, because they weren't being spoken about for two friggin' seconds. And they've been spoken about. It's not in a about negative, men. No, but like. But it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is. But you know what I mean. In a negative. <laughs> it was like the Black Lives Matter movement when everyone was going, "What about white lives? What about this? Oh, what about all that? lives matter. Yeah. It's basically. Yeah. A form That's, of victimization because yeah, they weren't being yeah. they weren't being praised and 
they're being slightly victimized in the situation and they're trying Fuck to be off. like, well, it's not me. I've not done this. It's like, no, it's not time to say it's yeah. not me. Not your time. Yeah. Simmer down. You're just, please. just, just acknowledge what's happening. And great. Do you know what? Fantastic that you haven't done anything. Let's keep that up. But let's mm-hmm. not then go, oh, it's not all men. How about we go share the post so that maybe your friend might have done something. Yeah, that's exactly And that about. you can kind of show them that this what, isn't right. Mm-hmm. And what's right, we what's need what's to learn right. that this mm-hmm. isn't okay. Like, yeah. Also, if you've ever stopped or slowed down your car while a woman's walking on her own, that happens to me all mm-hmm. the time. That is precisely what we're talking about. Is mm-hmm. It is all men that don't do this. Learn from this. Yeah. We can all learn from this. <laughs> I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you learn something from this? You go to bed at night, you lay there, and you take responsibility for yourself because nobody's going to take responsibility for you. Check, check every man that's around mm-hmm. you. I mean, making sure they're not doing it too. Like there is accountability mm-hmm. to be taken here and you're not taking it. Because you're only as good as your group of friends at the end of the day. Exactly. That's what I say. Next picture. Yeah. So then we have a very similar case to Sarah, which is Brianna Taylor, also murdered in her bed while she was sleeping. And there's been no justice. There's no, been no charges brought against the police. Like, and that was what She was murdered. Yeah. Like, so she was murdered at gunpoint in her bed. Her boyfriend was sleeping next to her. Obviously there's like... 13 men in the room charging when you're sleeping in the night. Yeah, you weren't exactly a threat lying there. Yeah, and then I think the boyfriend had a legal firearm, shot Mm -hmm. it, which is obviously you can protect your house, Mm -hmm. and the police fired back and shot. I think. Is he still alive? No, I don't think they are. I'm not sure. I think it was something like 40 bullets at them. Oh my God. But the worst part is like anger. You know, when someone says like they want them dead, they have like 37 stab wounds. That's not like I just stabbed you accidentally. That's like I am stabbing you mm -hmm. to kill you. Exactly. And you're the police, so you should know exactly where to shoot someone to stop them and disable them. Anywho, um, the worst part was the fact she was still breathing following the massacre, but they left her there and didn't check (gasps) on her. So she, if she was attended to, she could be alive still. Um, and then obviously we have the vigil. Is it vigil? Vigil? Vigil. Vigil for Sarah Everard, uh, which turned into the most appalling sights <laughs> I've seen in a long time mm-hmm. uh, with women brutality. And then obviously yesterday was Mother's Day. So we returned the love we to our lovely mothers. Just one day only. <laughs> in a week. And you're, only by yeah. your mama card on one day of the year. And let's just remember this. From March 2019 to March 2020, 207 women were killed in Great Britain. And nine out of 10 of the murders were men. But it's like, I'm really not happy about the week, but I'm saying I'm happy it's been brought to light about how bad things are and Mm -hmm. to not superficially celebrate women when women are not being celebrated. Right, so since we were just speaking about Sarah Everard, let's just also discuss this further. And something actually was quite shocking, Jess Phillips, which is an MP, she mm-hmm. said when she was uh, in Parliament, she read out all the names of women that have been killed in the mm-hmm. last year by men. And she also said since last week, when Sarah first went missing, six women and a little girl have been reported as being killed at the hands of men. Yeah. That's just within a week. Yeah. Six women and one little girl yeah. at the hands of men. So if anyone that doesn't know... Sarah was a 33-year-old who lived in Brixton, South London. She vanished while walking home from her friend's flat in Clapham on the 3rd of March. She left her friend's house at 9pm and she was last seen on a doorbell camera at 9.30pm. The commute from her friend's house to her house took around 45 minutes. There was a search party going out for all those days. On 9th of March, the 48-year-old Wayne, how do we say his name? Cousins. 
No clue, don't really care to know his name. Had been arrested on suspicion of kidnap. On the 9th of March, he had also been arrested on a separate allegation of indecent exposure. So three days before she went missing, Wayne, the guy that's been arrested on suspicion of murder, was accused of exposing himself not just once but twice at a South London fast food restaurant, which is also weird as fuck. That's really weird. He had last worked a shift ending at 7pm on the 2nd of March and was not due back until 8th of March, which I find very suspicious as if like this was like premeditated in a way. Mm. On the 12th of March, police confirmed the body of Sarah. The Metropolitan Police announced the police officer had been taken to hospital for a second time in 48 hours. He inflicted two head injuries on himself. Mm. Was that in, in, in police custody? In, this was while, while yeah. being in police custody, yeah. He got taken to hospital twice, both for head injuries. And his first court appearance was on 13th of March. It was revealed that Sarah's body had been found in a large builder's bag and she was identified from dental records. Oh, my God. Wayne did not indicate a plea. Right. And obviously that has happened. There's now been obviously like protest. The, the protest, there's nothing wrong with saying it was a protest. There's nothing wrong with going to a protest at the end of the mm-hmm. day for something that was completely wrong. Mm-hmm. And it was yet again at the hands of the police, mm-hmm. which we already know is a massive corrupt system, mm-hmm. point blank. Someone said to me the police was actually created back in the day to- Keep slaves into the- To control the yeah, slaves. Yeah, yeah, after he was like, kind of like, slavery was kind of like abolished. Yeah. But to make sure, like the behaving, yeah. which is all, which just shows it's built, it's built yeah, on yeah. racism so systematically. In, in America, it was to keep so slaves kept escaping because they were trying to keep them with their owners. But in the UK, it was watchmen first, and then like to just you know people used to say, oh yeah, I'll watch out, like kind of like that at the night. And then it was kind of slavery mix, and then it sort of became police. So it's like the mixture of the two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From 2007 to 2020, 194 women have been killed by the either being in prison or by the police yeah which i think is a, is a crazy amount of numbers and then in 2018 241 women were killed this was the highest number in a decade so and then everyone online saying that oh one man gets murdered every day why do i care about this oh, <laughs> not even that like as it trying to say like she she did some wrongdoing or yeah, she, she was it was her fault yeah. for every being step. killed. Whether she didn't wear the right clothing, she wasn't wearing walking on a well lit road. Well actually she, she did everything. But this correct. is what I mean, she did everything yeah. that she could have. But the thing is women should be able to walk around mm-hmm. in a if women want to walk around in a bikini. <laughs> down a down Howard Street through a park. They deserve the right to have yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. They deserve the right to to walk and be protected in a world. Full stop. So the fact is anyone wants to blame her for her own death, I think you are a narrow-minded cunt. You're just a bit of an idiot, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit silly. Yeah, you're just yeah, absolutely just stupid. stupid. No, I understand, like, obviously the parents are like, hey, you need to protect yourself because that's the world. Yeah. I obviously yeah. get that because that's why we do it. Be but it's like, the, it's the principle, it's like the right principle. It's like, I can actually stand there in front of a man butt naked and if I say don't touch me, I don't have sex with you. He needs to respect that. Yeah. You could be midway having sex with this person if you said I don't want to have sex anymore. If they continue, that is literally rape. And like people need to understand those sort of things. There's like, like a line and like it's clear. just a way of but, yeah. just being a decent human being. We're not even mm-hmm. asking for a lot. No, <laughs> just please. But they're so leave quick to sort of put it on the the victim's actions, and it yeah. just is really again damaging. But like this case is interesting in the fact that yeah, she did everything like mm. we we're told to do, like from school. Yet she still found herself in this mm-hmm. situation, yes. which is like, what more can we do? It's actually now 
Someone else has to take accountability. But my favourite one was she shouldn't have gone to her friends. It's COVID. It's like, do you, do you know her support oh, bubbles? Do you know she, she lives do you know, alone? Do you, know, do you know anything? I just think, it, <laughs> just put yourself in their family's shoes. If mm. that was your sister, your cousin, your mom, your niece, and someone replied saying she shouldn't have gone because of COVID. <laughs> well, COVID would have saved her life. That's like saying to me, well, he shouldn't have gone. He should have been six feet within six feet of her. Exactly. Yeah. He's a police COVID. man. Do you know yeah. that? Yeah. So like this, there you go. This wasn't. This wasn't just. This wasn't like this like uh, stereotype that they can try and paint of like a murderer, like this introverted, weird kind of lonely guy, yeah. you know, that hadn't had like any sex. This was a police officer mm-hmm. with a day to day job with a family and two kids mm-hmm. with no mental health record whatsoever. Mm. Committing it's so scary a crime. It's you know so what I mean? Scary. It will be interesting to find out why he did all this. I want to be on the jury. I want to be on that jury. Jury duty, mm-hmm. sign me up to that one. Because yeah, like what drove oh, him to like the... That'd be dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> the evidence. Yeah, so the girl I was talking about earlier, so investing in loose skin, yeah. And she's another person who, exact same thing as Sarah Everard, but just not enough attention. Yeah. No, but like controversial on that is there was no evidence that it was police related. What angers me is the police don't respect a black woman's death as much as they respect a white woman's mm-hmm. death. And actually, and the media. her death is so much more suspicious. Like, Sarah's death was pretty much... It was traceable. It was... It was everyone mm-hmm. was reposting on social media one night and pretty much we knew she would, what bag she was left in. Like, pretty much who did it was concluded in, like, a week. Obviously, he's not been trial, yeah. trialed yet, but... We know he did it. Yeah. But with Blessing, <laughs> it's like... silence that one. <laughs> the most mysterious case... Yeah, no one even is curious yeah. enough but, to look into the, it. I was talking to my boyfriend about this and I was like, obviously this is so important, deserves so much attention. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think like six or seven or 10 people go missing every single day. Mm-hmm. And I what? was like, yes, mm-hmm. do you know people go missing a day? If you go missing people, you will see about three posts a day. Like wow. the Met Police posts a picture of someone who goes missing every single day. So I couldn't quite work out why this woman was gaining so much attention because to me, the amount of people that go missing yeah, why, every single day is is not nothing extraordinary. I think it's to do with Press. Facebook and shares. Probably, but it was on Instagram in particular. Everyone mm-hmm. I knew was sharing it and I couldn't quite work out like why is this case so extraordinary? But then as we found out later on, it's because of the, the police officer. Yeah. But we didn't know that at the time. So no, I couldn't, no. I was like, I'm sitting there thinking you know, about Blessing and all these other people that have all gone missing. And it's like, why is this happening? And obviously, you know, race probably has played a factor into this. Race does play a part in this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it on neutral. But um, yeah, it plays a factor into it. Like, you know, you know these things, but it's like... It also makes you yeah. think, did social media have anything to do with this? Was social media bumping this up more than a uh, black person's death? Yeah. Probably. I know. So but what, what I, yeah, but I also will say it's like white people have gone missing on these platforms. They're not shared nearly to the same extent. So I was mm-hmm. wondering why has this been the, the case where people have been like, enough is enough now, where is this person? Yeah. What was actually really funny, you know, on Scary Movie when Cindy and Brenda are having that scene and it's really funny, Brenda's pranking her. Mm, don't think and then she turns on the TV and she goes, she says something like, 27 black people are killed every day, but the whole world's got to stop for a one white woman that fell down the well. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're right, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's what it is. But another issue is black women that are in relationships with black men, especially domestic violence, mm-hmm. they are actually scared to report their partner to the police because they know what happens to black males in custody yeah. and in the care of police so that is kind of like a same with like uh like trap muslim couples where yeah. they've been beaten like the woman say for mm-hmm. example has been beaten by a husband they'll have dinner with the family of the husband the parents will notice and be like oh well you're lucky that she's a quiet bengali girl because she won't tell the police but and you can know. just crack on with doing whatever you want now cause, exactly yeah. we know for a friend that it's a very trapping situation yeah. because if you're 
trying to leave, mm. you're then bringing shame onto mm-hmm. yourself exactly. and your family because of religion. So when, that but is, that when actually it's the fucking opposite. As soon as you come out and speak whatever you want to say or do whatever you want to do, it's so much more liberating and you won't be... It does depend on your community though. Yeah, different. of course. But yeah. like if you... Obviously, they're being told all of this stuff like you're going to be seen as this dirty, disgusting person if you come out and say that you're being abused. Yeah, and yeah. it's good. It's, it's it's your fault. You must have been doing something wrong. Actually, well, obviously, you can do what you want and you can live however you want. But you coming out and do you doing what you feel is best is always going to be king. So crazy. Right. So that wraps up this episode of Why Aren't Now. Thank you so much for coming on. I have been Simeon Taylor. I have been Ella. I have been Alexa. And this has been (laughs) Why Why Aren't Thou. Thank you for having us.